Get back in control with Off the Wagon, adventures in emotional eating, health, and weight loss. Each episode containing fork-sized mindset tweaks, perspective shifts, and lifestyle hacks to get you back on the wagon. Whether it's habit change, emotional eating, addictions, weight loss, willpower, or relationships, there's something here for you. So let's get on the wagon and get down the road to your goals with me, Christy R. Hall. Welcome to episode three, where today we're talking about how to ditch the scale and start living. I'm so grateful that you've tuned in. Today we're going to talk about a lot of different things, but the number one thing that we're going to talk about is how to stop living your life based on your weight or according to the number on the scale. There's so much contradictory information out there that tells us how we need to look in order to be beautiful or handsome or even just okay. Hair color, height, skin color, weight, size, curviness. And I wanted to do this podcast to break the rules, to color outside the lines and basically call BS on the mentality that your size or your weight has anything to do with your value or your worth. Because there's no one way to look or be. And we are each of us unique. And that's what makes us perfect. And speaking of perfect, have you ever heard of wabi-sabi? According to Wiki, wabi-sabi represents Japanese aesthetics and a Japanese worldview centered on the acceptance of ever-changing imperfection. The aesthetic is sometimes described as one of beauty that is imperfect impermanent and incomplete and I really like this sentiment because that means it is perfect in its imperfection and imperfectly perfect and perfectly imperfect my intention is to break through all of the preconceived notions we have about weight health and beauty so that you can embrace your own wabi-sabi and learn how to live a kick-ass life no matter what you weigh So a few of the topics that I plan to cover in this podcast are why you need to reevaluate your relationship with the scale, what to do if weighing yourself makes you crazy or makes you gain weight, and some practical tips and steps to start living a full life that is filled with fun and laughter and intention. Um, Just a quick note, you might want to grab a pen and a piece of paper and have it handy for notes. When I started my own journey of freedom from emotional eating and food obsession and body image blues, I was kind of on, no kind of about it, I actually was on a downward spiral. My life felt out of control all the time. And since I couldn't control the world going on outside me and around me, I ate. And I ate. And I ate and I ate and I ate. And when I gained weight, then I started trying to control both my food and my weight. And so I started switching diets weekly, trying to find the magic bullet. And because I was so restrictive, I felt deprived and neglected and poor, pitiful me. And needless to say, I I binged regularly. I was a train wreck waiting to happen. And... Sure, I may have lost a ton of weight, 
but I gained a ton of weight. And in the process, I totally wrecked my body and my metabolism. Around food, I couldn't trust myself as far as I could throw me, which, if you think about it, is completely impossible to do, and it just goes to show you how much trust I had in myself. Eventually, I went to a nutrition school thinking I must not know enough. And even though I studied more than a hundred dietary theories, I got no clearer on what and how I was supposed to eat. Each way of eating promised everything I was looking for. Ease and freedom from hunger and weight loss and the list goes on and on. So I was constantly experimenting to see which way of life would help me be thin and healthy. But it was crazy. One week I was vegan and the next week I was eating all meat and a couple of weeks later, I was doing only local foods and juicing everything. And my poor family, oh my gosh, they couldn't keep up. And they were always having to ask, what could I eat before family gatherings? And it's honestly, talk about shell shock because it's something they still do. Even after all these years of me maintaining a relatively stable lifestyle. But no matter which way I was eating, the entire time I had this extreme sense of self-loathing, hatred for my body. Every time I looked in the mirror, I wanted to die. Which I know sounds like I'm exaggerating, but it's the truth. I had constant thoughts like, what have I done to myself? What did I ever do to deserve this prison of a body I live in? And so I made my life miserable living like that. And if you're here with me, you may be feeling this same way right now. But I'm here to tell you that it doesn't have to be that way. Today, I'm so much happier. I'm not even the same person I was a few short years ago. Because today, I'm comfortable around food. I choose to eat foods that agree with my body. I've found healthy ways to enjoy treats from time to time. And I rarely, if ever, feel deprived. And I recognize those thoughts and emotions when they happen for exactly what they are. When I look in the mirror, I see things that I like and even love about myself. I've got a newfound sense of unshakable compassion that I carry with me everywhere. I don't hate myself anymore. And that's what I want for you. Compassion for yourself confidence in your body and your food choices because that to me is true freedom so the question i have for you actually a series of questions i have for you how often have you held yourself back from something because of your weight how often have you not gone out not gone to a party not gone to an event because you couldn't find something to wear that you thought you looked good in how often have you stayed at home, gotten into sweatpants, and eaten a pint of ice cream because you felt like a disgusting blob? It happens all the time, and you are not alone. I have clients every day, just like you, just like me even, who don't remember what life was like before they started thinking this way and having these thoughts. So I want to go over a few pointers, or maybe even truth bombs, for how to develop compassion for yourself and confidence in your body. And this is where you're going to need your pen and pencil or paper um, because you may want to write these down. So point to remember number one. 
remember that beauty is in the eye of the beholder, and you are the beholder. The opinion that matters most is your own. So if you're the one in charge, why create a definition of beauty that doesn't include yourself? See things and look for things on your body, in your mind, in your heart, in your spirit that are beautiful to you, that are pretty to you, that are likable to you. Point to remember number two is keep in mind that size isn't everything, no matter what the magazines and televisions tell you. Do you have a friend or a relative or just someone you know who's overweight? Think about all the people you know who maybe aren't a size two or a four or who don't have perfect hair or teeth or skin. And do you like them any less because of that? Probably not. So why does it make you less of a person? Because you have a couple of extra pounds. Point to remember number three. Confidence is an internal act. If you are relying on external validation to feel good about yourself, you are always going to be disappointed. It doesn't work that way. You won't be able to magically conjure up someone to give you a compliment whenever you're feeling down about yourself. So you have to be your biggest cheerleader. Love yourself ferociously and teach others to do the same. Lead by example. Your own love of yourself will transfer to those around you. And I want to tell you this quick story. A coach friend of mine, Sherry, shared on her blog. Now, she's one of those people who weighs herself every day. And one morning, the scale read 16 pounds heavier than it did a few days before. Now, I've been known to pick up seven pounds in water weight in a single day. So I can seriously feel her panic and pain at seeing an additional 16 pounds. But then she remembered that her husband had moved and jostled the scale while cleaning the bathroom. I know, can you imagine a husband that cleans the bathroom? The point being that the scale just needed recalibrating. But when you let the number on the scale dictate and determine how you feel about yourself, you're setting yourself up for a world of hurt. Now, a lot of eating coaches, diet coaches, um, weight loss coaches, emotional eating coaches, intuitive and normal eating coaches will tell you to just stop weighing yourself altogether. But to my mind, this really doesn't make a lot of sense because you're still going to get that whole how much you weigh news when you go to the doctor. And because when you go to the doctor, right, you're going to have to step on the scale Except then, instead of being a pound or two, you know, different than what you've expected, which, you know, a pound or two is relatively easy to manage, you may be dealing with a lot larger number. And when you pick up a lot of extra weight, it's a lot more difficult to manage and it may take a lot more effort to try and manage. But here's the thing. The scale is a tool. That's all. It determines weight, not value. All it says is here's how much gravity 
is affecting you today. Not good, not bad. It simply provides information. See, our number, worth, or enoughness isn't determined by our pants size. Nor is the number on the scale representative of how good of a person we are. It's just a number. Seriously, think about this. And I'm not even a sports person when I say this. Does the number on the back of a football player's jersey determine that player's value to the team? No, that's the number they're given when they're signed on to the team. If anything, their number is based on the position they play. And a lower or higher number doesn't mean they are better or worse than any other team member. It's just a number. And at the end of the day, it's nothing more than that. Scales, tape measures, calipers are just tools. So let's talk about some other tools. Do you throw out a hammer because you don't understand the value it provides? Do you throw out a ladder? because you're afraid of heights? Do you break up with a writing pen because you don't like the words it writes? Do you throw out your belt because it makes you feel fat? These tools simply provide information in a numeric form, except for your belt, which simply holds up your pants. And all those numbers do is help you understand whether the way you're currently doing things, right, which is the caring and feeding of your body, is taking you away from, or hopefully, towards your health and wellness and weight loss goals. It lets you know if what you're doing is working or not. The truth here is that you add the invisible weight of crazy and the judgment and the oppression, and all of those negative feelings and emotions that you get when you get on the scale and pass judgment on the number. You are so much more than a number. You are beautiful and worthy and deserving no matter what the numbers on the scale, no matter what size you're associated with. Scales don't make you crazy. Your thoughts and judgments about the scale And the meaning you apply to yourself because of the numbers on it are what make you crazy. You don't have to break up with your scale or throw it out or never get on it again or put it in the corner. You have to get over what that number means to you. So take a moment and think about it. Really get into it. Think about your weight, your size, your shape. Do you feel happy about it? Are you judging yourself? Is this a feeling that you carry around with you often? Or all the time? We are and have learned to be so hard on ourselves. We judge, berate, and beat ourselves up. And then what happens? Well, If you're like me and an emotional eater, you turn to food to make yourself feel better and to comfort yourself. And so you eat, and then you gain, and then you hate. So you eat, and then you gain, and then you hate some more. It's a vicious, self-defeating cycle. So how do we break the cycle? Do you have your pen ready? We have to stop applying meaning to the numbers. 
This doesn't mean stop using your tools. It means stop being judgmental. How do we start doing that? Well, when you get on the scale, remind yourself first thing that your weight does not equal your worth. It's simply a numeric value of how much the Earth's gravity is affecting you today. Keep that in mind. Write it down and keep it with you. My weight is not my worth. Put it on a postie. Tape it to your scale if you need to. I'm not going to ask you to toss your scale or your tape measures or anything else you've been using to measure yourself. You need these tools to determine whether or not what you're doing is working for you. But what I am going to ask you to do is suspend judgment and to do an experiment with me just to prove a point. When you get a chance, I want you to get a glass of water and then head over to your scale. You can strip down to your skivvies if you want. I want you to weigh yourself. I want you to drink the water. And then I want you to weigh yourself again. Now, depending on the amount of water you just drank, you could have easily gained up to a full pound on the scale. Now look at yourself in the mirror. Do you think anyone can tell that you now weigh a little bit more than you did a minute ago? And are you a bad person because you are now more hydrated than you were a minute ago? No. So we have to make the brave choice to love or even like ourselves anyway, fearlessly even. And this is not a one-time choice. This is an all-the-time choice. Because to consistently and constantly love ourselves, when we do that no matter what, when we commit to it, great things happen. Now, I understand that for some people trying to love yourself, that loving yourself is too strong of a word, right? You can't do it. You have no idea or even concept of how to do it. That's perfectly fine. If love is too strong of a word, try like. If like is too strong of a word, try compassion. One exercise that I often suggest to people is to go to a mirror and look yourself in the eye and say, I love you as many times as it takes till you can really start to feel it and believe it. Do this every day, morning, noon, evening, right? M multiple times a day for at least 30 days and see what happens. If you feel resistance to this idea of loving yourself, try like. If you don't like yourself either, see if you can find something that you're okay with or just meh about. Or if you can't find that, see if there's something that you just don't dislike. In addition to our choice to love ourselves, we also want to live our lives now. No more waiting until we're 15 or 20 or even 50 pounds lighter to start living. So whatever it is that you've been thinking about doing later, putting off until you've lost the weight, right? Getting new clothes, going on a vacation, finding true love, getting a new job, putting yourself out there in your business. Start working on that now. Take action on those things now. 
it's important to realize the error in our thoughts. We think that when we get thin, then we'll have what we want. But instead, we need to choose to give ourselves what we want now and as often as we're able. Because we like ourselves and we want these things for ourselves. It doesn't have anything to do with being thin. But I'll tell you what, once you start giving yourself more of what you want, you'll quickly discover that doing that will actually help you lose weight. And I don't mean giving yourself more chocolate, more cakes, more cookies. I mean giving yourself more fun, more excitement, more relaxation and rest or whatever it is that you really do want and need. Living a life that's full and exciting and fulfilling is a key ingredient to healthy, sustainable, effortless and sometimes even fun weight loss. You know that feeling you get when you're out with friends and you're having such a good time that you, you don't even think about food? Or when you're so wrapped up in a project that you don't even realize that you've skipped lunch and dinner? It's usually in those situations that you, you forget to eat, you don't want to eat, you don't need to eat. Because you're so full up on life and fulfillment that you have no need to fill, fill yourself up with cakes and cookies and breads and chocolates and all that other, let's just say it, crap that you don't really need. And that, that's why we're here. Because when, it, when we really get down to it, what we really want is to feel good. We're hungry to feel good. We're hungry to be happy. And we're hungry for more life. And we eat because we don't think that there's any other way we can feel happy. Or because we don't think that there's anything that will feel as good as a nice big slice of cake or pie or pizza or whatever. So I want you to take a moment and really think about your ideal life. What would you be doing? What would you be seeing? What would you be hearing? What would you be feeling? Really sink down into it. What would you see? What would you hear? What would you feel? What would you be eating? Where would you be? What would this life be like? What does a full life look like for you? Really spend some time creating it. I want you to make it as real as you possibly can in your mind. Because if you can create that feeling in your mind right now, you can create that feeling in your life right now. And you don't have to lose weight to get started. My final exercise or <laughs> mission, should you choose to accept it, is for you to spend some time today with this vision that you've just created in your mind. By doing this, this one little exercise, not only will you be programming your brain with what it is that you actually do want, but you'll also be programming it to look for the positive changes in your life as they are actually happening. And this is going to go a long way towards getting you further down the path to your goals and your dreams.
I also want to encourage you to use the information you found helpful here today. Listening to all of this by itself won't do you a lick of good if you're not taking the information and running with it. Start small, take baby steps, and remember that I'm here to help if you need it. Just reach out. I encourage you to head over to my website, www.christyrhall.com, and bookmark it. And make sure to check back often, because I'm always coming up with new and free tools and material to help you. I'm also coming out with some great online programs soon that will go over a lot of this material and information in more depth, along with so much other great information and some great exercises to help you truly find freedom from food. I hope this has been helpful for you. I'll talk to you guys soon.